Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ramiro in San Francisco. What's going on, Ramiro? What are you doing? Hey, what's up? Uh, what's up, guys? What's up, FP? Uh, I'm calling you on the on the new uh, station, man. Congrats, man. I'm I'm happy for you. Diz, uh, what's up? Hey, uh, what's up, Ramiro? I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, I was at the game actually on Saturday. Uh, Saturday night was my first ever NFL game, and I'm not a Niner fan per se, but I was there for the for the experience. So it was it was great. Um, you guys were talking about um, the Brock Purdy and kind of the Niner uh, disrespect. I feel like I've always been of the thought that Bay Area sports, no matter how successful or how, or you know how bad they're doing, they always get the the worst flack from the media. I don't know what you guys think about that. Do the Niners are getting zero respect right now? And there's so much hatred out there for this team. If you look around, I don't understand why the rest of the country hates the 49ers. I mean, they have a quarterback that looks like, I don't know, like a college student. Right. He's right. he's clean cut. He's religious. You have Christian McCaffrey, who's like the poster boy for running backs in the NFL. You have a bunch of likable guys on the team. There's no jerks on the Niners unless someone's a jerk to them first. So I just don't get this hatred for the Niners nationwide. And I don't, I still, I, I just really, 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 really don't get the hatred for Brock Purdy right now within our community, within right. within our region. Well, I it's really say, outside the community, I think, more than inside. But inside, you're right, FP. There is still some some consternation. There's some hate coming down on Brock Purdy from inside the community. Earlier today on the morning roast, Brian Baldinger talked about the national pundits, the punditry, and how they've kind of been on a roller coaster with Brock Purdy. I think people just swing with the wind. They just swing game to game. And, you know, their analysis lasts for six days. And then, you know, they have to either eat their words. Like either you either see something that you think is special or you don't. And they're going to have, I don't care. Willie Mays had bad days. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, you're just going to have off days. And it's, it's, uh, it's a rhythm thing. It's a, it's a weather thing. It's a pressure thing. It's a playoff thing. It's all of that. It's all of that and more, FP. And Dude, nobody ever has to eat their words. That's a problem with our country. There's no accountability. You can just go on Twitter and say whatever what you, you want. Say. You're going to have to eat those words. I, I'll eat it. Dude, I'll be the first one to say I'm wrong. I've done it a million times. I, I, I preface everything. Like, well, yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll fall on the sword if I have a sword to fall on. But like, to what, what Baldy's saying is like, there is no accountability. Nobody ever has to eat their words. You can just go on whatever show, wherever, nationally, watch the highlights of Brock Purdy, not even watch the whole game, and then start ripping Brock Purdy. And usually, the little guy that's the Cinderella story that was Mr. Irrelevant is like the feel-good story that everybody loves and everybody wraps their arms around. And for some reason, whether he's getting penalized for having... 
weapons all around him or getting penalized because his coach is probably the best play caller in the NFL, that he's getting no credit. And then, it, and if he has a little wobble, that, that everybody jumps on this, like I told you, he sucks bandwagon. Right, right. And people, I think, in this day and age, you have to have a take and it has to be hot. So you come out on one side and you're a hot taker. And the latest is Ryan Clark. And we've played the comments on this show. And I know we've played him throughout the day on the station. Ryan Clark basically saying he was forced, all but forced, to put Brock Purdy in the category with the likes of Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and the rest, and he's done doing it. Well, you don't ever have to feel pressured to feel one way or the other. Maybe on the, on the national stage you do, and if you're Ryan Clark and you want to keep that high-profile job, maybe the pressure is on to have a hot take, and it's easier to have a negative take than it is to have a positive take. You know what I mean, FP? For an unproven commodity. Like, you're not going to come out and say, I think Patrick Mahomes is overrated. Well, you're an imbecile because he's been to three Super Bowls and he's four quarters away from going to a fourth in five years. There's a way to go about it if you're Ryan Clark. You could just say, like, I got caught up in the moment. And maybe I, in my heart of hearts, I didn't believe in Brock Purdy, but I saw what he was doing and I was on the MVP bandwagon and all of a sudden he's had a few clunkers and I'm off of that. But you don't have to say, like, I, I, I was forced to say anything. Your take is your take. And you can always back off a take. Takes are like stocks. They're up, they're down. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. And if you wear it on the other side of it and say, like, look, I got caught up in this and I was wrong. But, but to say, like, that he was forced to and he didn't believe in what he – they said, whatever, whatever. Don't say in the first place. Well, in this day and age – and I think Can we hear it? You, yeah, I'd love to play it. And you were speaking to this before, and, you know, I'll let you – you share your comments about where we are as a country in terms of no having the ability to backpedal. It's not only no, no accountability, it's also no ability to say what you said about being wrong. Here's Ryan Clark on first take from ESPN yesterday talking about the hardest thing he's had to do. I'm about to um, make a confession. The single hardest thing I had to do this year was act like Brock Purdy deserved to be in the conversations with the other people we're mentioning in that tweet. Because he was playing extremely well and operating in that offense and distributing the ball to Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, we had to continue to include him in conversations with the Lamar Jacksons. We had to continue to include him in conversations with the Josh Allen. Those things are not alike. Brock Purdy is a fine player. Brock Purdy can operate in Kyle Shanahan's offense at an extremely efficient level. Brock Purdy doesn't raise the level of play of anyone around him. And so when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the people around them benefit from having those sorts of players at the quarterback position. Brock Purdy benefits from having the sort of players he has at the skill positions around him. In other words, he's a system quarterback who's only good because of his surroundings. And Ryan Clark, it's the hardest thing he had to do, FP, was to, to admit that he was wrong, that he put Brock Purdy into that same category as those other quarterbacks. It, it's not an admission, and it's not him saying, you know what, turns out Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, I was wrong, and he belongs there. And that's something that you were talking about during the, the sound clip we played before, that we now in this country have a difficult time of doing 
what you just did earlier in the segment, and that is admitting that you made a mistake. Just you, admit you're wrong. Exactly. It, it, the hardest thing you had to do all year. That's a bit dramatic. It's tough. Really hard. The, the one thing I'm always or try to be aware of, Dibs, is like I wasn't that good as a player. So when I when I go out on a limb to criticize somebody, I always have to remember the, how hard it was, number one, and how I wasn't very good, number two. You made it to the major leagues. Okay, great. I mean, it, it, that was a, a hard thing. Seven years in the minors making no money at all. I, uh, trust me, I, I, I realize I that. I hit 182 for Food Villa as a 14-year-old in the Fairfax Little League. So... I know how hard that was. You played in the major leagues, FD. Well, don't be so self-deprecating. Still, though, I mean, Ryan Clark, I, I, don't, I don't remember his career. I don't remember who he was as a player. I'm sure he had a wonderful career. I'm looking right now. He had 16 interceptions over what looks like an 11-year career. For the Steelers, right? Uh, the Steelers, the they were the Redskins back then, the Giants, and mostly the Steelers, and then back to the uh, 2014. So, yeah, it was the okay. Redskins. Yep. Can you say that on the air? The commanders. Yeah, really. The commanders. The Washington. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, you the, Washington, say, I mean, yeah. the Washington it's, football team. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. There's so many different ways he could have handled that. I was forced to. It was the hardest thing I had to do. Right. Just because he had a wobbly three quarters, you're going to jump off that. I hope Brock Purdy throws for 450 yards on Sunday and five touchdowns, no interceptions. It because, But here, here's the thing, though, Dibs, like, when you're a player like Brock Purdy and you're Mr. Irrelevant, you need this. You need Ryan Clark saying this stuff. You always need that chip on your shoulder. You want to prove people wrong. It's gas in your tank. And the, the second that Brock Purdy takes a deep breath and says, I got this, he's going to get knocked right on his butt. And he's going to have to get back up again. But guess what? Guys like that are used to getting up again. I'm a pro at getting up again. Knock right. me down. You knock me down. I'm right, right, right now, I'm in my wheelhouse, bro. Knock me down. I know how to get up. I'm a pro at getting up. And I think Brock Purdy is a pro at getting up, too. So he had a tough right. game. He's going to bounce back. I'm still worried about the Lions. I'm not going to change my take on that. But I do think Brock Purdy plays way better this week. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. And I appreciate those comments because you were kind of a triple-A majors kind of toggle guy for a lot of your career, right? You You never got to the bigs and felt like, all right, I'm comfortable. No, I'm, I got to the bigs and I never went back, but I never felt comfortable. Right. I was always like in my mind one over away from going back to AAA. Yeah, which is uh, the, the kind of motivation I'm sure that kept you sharp and kept you in the game as long as it did. Chris in New Jersey wants to weigh in on Brock Purdy. What's going on, Chris? You're on with FP and Dibs. 
Hey, what's up, guys? I'm actually, uh, this is the first time I'm listening to you guys, uh, diehard Niner fans since 87. Um, I, I just, um, big Brock Purdy fan. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he processes, um, information very quickly. But my, my concern is that Baltimore game, when he played Baltimore, he was throwing some, some balls. I just, I, I don't know what, why he did, he saw what he saw. And, and they're just literally going right to those players. Same thing with Green Bay. I mean, I'll give you the, um, the weather as a factor, but going back to that Baltimore game, I'm, I'm concerned at some of those throws. I mean, if, if he doesn't make those throws, we, we have a really good chance of winning the game. I just wanted to get your take on that. Dude, here's the thing: like, as as a this is no comparison at all, but as an undersized quarterback, my freshman sophomore year in high school, I couldn't see my receivers. Like, I was five. And you were in uh, Oak Ridge. Yeah, I was like five foot four and trying to see my receivers. Man. So when Brock, Pur- I think Brock Purdy needs to get outside the pocket. I, I I think when he stands tall and he gets flat footed in the pocket, that he has trouble seeing. That's why he throws to spots. That's why they rely on timing. I think the timing was off because receivers couldn't cut on a wet on wet grass like they normally can. When you're a timing guy, yeah, I heard you say route, that yesterday. If the route's right, yeah. kind of rounded off, then I'm thrown to a point, and he's rounding off his route where he's usually sticking his foot in the turf. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know that he saw. It. I don't think he saw. It. I don't think that throw was it to with Jawan Jennings in the middle in front of in three three guys in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Dude, that was a Hail Mary. Everyone's like, that's the best throw he's made all day. Dude, that was a Hail Mary. In front it was of a great throw. It, too. It, he dude, put it over the linebacker and in front of the safety. It's the only place he could have thrown that. Yeah, and but he's he been just getting away with those it. all year. Dude, he just chucked it. I do think you're right in terms of you know getting him to roll, and he likes to roll left. So let's see some roll out left or some half rolls to the left side and give him a little bit of a better look. Because if I am Detroit, I'm going to look at what Baltimore did. I'm going to look at what Green Bay did, and that is clog the middle of the line and also clog the middle of the field. Make Brock Purdy have to make the tougher throw outside the hash marks and also get a lot of hands up in his face. If you don't have the ability to pressure all the way to him, get up and make it more difficult for him to throw. Raymond is in Richmond, and now you're on the game. It's Willard and Dibbs with FPN. What's going on, Raymond? Hey, what's up, Dibbs? What's up, FP? What's going on, man? How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Um, I just want to touch on that Niners defensive line. I think if we, if we rush five this week instead of four and we can make Jared Goff uncomfortable, then we win this game. But if the defense isn't getting home and putting pressure on them, then we don't win the game. You know, Nick Bosa got to earn that contract that he was he was holding out on. I think he's zero sacks in like the last four or five playoff win games. Um, I think that they got to show up and they got to make Jared Goff uncomfortable. And as far as the Packers game, I think, um, you know, a lot of those bigger plays they had in that game, if Mooney Ward and the defenders don't fall down, the outcomes of those plays are different. And I'm sitting watching the Packers game and I'm having flashbacks to Willard and Dibbs when Dibbs is saying, oh man, it's going to come down to some special teams plays and then they get the blocked the block field goal, the big kick return. I'm like, oh, man, Dibs jinxed us, man. But then <laughs> I think that this team, this, this team proved that they have to win ugly. You have to be able to win ugly in the playoffs. And I think that was really big for us. That should give us a confidence boost because everybody's saying we can't win from behind. And um, Ryan Clark is a clown. The guy had eight tackles and two Super Bowl appearances. And he should be on Purdy's side because he was an undrafted free agent coming into the league. So I just think the national media 
they have to give certain takes and they have to stick with that so that they don't look dumb in the end. But uh, we got something to prove this year. Everybody's heading on us, and I think we can get it done. Thank you, Raymond. I appreciate that. And uh, what I said, FP, was I see the game coming down to a last-second kick, Jake Moody needing to bag one from 42 yards to win the game, and Mark was you know, getting a little bit sick to his stomach over the notion of that being the way. Because we talked about what would you rather have, a close game that the Niners pull out, or just a lopsided blowout. And I said, I'm here for the close game. And then we get to Saturday and, you know, they're, they're down three, nothing. They're up seven, six, then they're trailing and they're trailing. They're still trailing. And now Brock Purdy's got to lead him on a drive. That for me was peak fan experience. I was telling Mark yesterday, the wife was even watching and I had my baby in my arms, a 16 month old Mila, and she was past her bedtime and she puts her head on my shoulder and it's like, we can't put you down right now, honey, because Brock Purdy's got the ball, and we need to see how this ends. Did you spike your kid when McCaffrey scored? No, but uh, there was. I was definitely pumping the fist with the non-hold hand. I go with the left side hold, so it was a right-sided fist pump. But as soon as he scored and the, and the PAT was good, I said, all right, we're going to put you down and then put her down real quick. Mommy puts her down, and then I watch the final minute and change. Dude, isn't it? Isn't it? Dude, it's so funny, like, perspective on that game. Yeah. What lens... You saw that game through because I'm getting goosebumps over here. I'm with you, dude. Like that, la- whatever happens in the course of a game, for- I watch games differently because I I know how hard it is to, to to flip the script. Like when when stuff is heading south and you're having your worst game ever on the biggest stage, like your brain starts to play tricks with you, man, and things start to go faster. The game starts to speed up. You hear all these coaches, well, we were really able to slow it down, or the game sped up on us. The game goes fast. In and of itself, when you come out of the tunnel, I don't know what it's like. But I'm just imagining, but I've been in big games on the other side, where it's it's as soon as you step on the field, it's going fast. And the be- the guys that perform the best on the biggest stage have the ability, the mental wherewithal, and the ability and the mental strength to slow it down. You add a pick and two near picks into your your what's going on, it starts to speed up and it's fast. And I can't imagine how fast it was going for Brock Purdy. I can't imagine how fast it was going for a lot of guys. They're probably looking around going, we're about to like choke our season away right right here against this team. And I gave, dude, I'm with you. I gave the Packers tons of respect. I told all my buddies, the ones I've already referenced, take the Packers and the points. It's going to be way closer than people think. The Packers are rolling. They have the momentum, just like the Lions have the momentum this week, which scares me. But for Brock and the whole team, to have the mental toughness to get into that huddle and to command that huddle before the last drive with six minutes left and for Trent Williams to come in there and say something, for them to flip the script and slow it. I, it's hard for me to articulate, Dibs, like how hard that is. That, that, that just, that's really, 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 really hard to do. Especially as a second-year player when you are the quarterback. He's and you a know, kid. Yeah, all eyes on you. And as a baseball player, and you know, you make couple, two, three big outs in your chance in a big game. You're thinking, ah, just give me one more chance. And then you get that one more chance. And it's kind of, you know, UV, the pitcher, a little bit more compartmentalized in terms of you just go in there and you you look for a pitch, you do your job, you put bat on ball and maybe something good will happen. Brock Purdy's got to worry about 21 other people. And he's got to command the offense, get everyone set, get the ball, and still make plays and also Put out of his mind what's gone on, to your point. Flush I mean, it. Flush it all, because you, you haven't had a good game, and you hear all the chirping nationally about, 
you being a system guy and how the Niners never come from behind. You're not built to come from behind. And here you are needing a touchdown. You got six minutes left and you got to go down 75 yards and score and do it so that Green Bay can't answer. And then you command the drive. The only incomplete is a George Kittle drop and you get the job done. CJ in the city, we're going to squeeze you in here before Peter King coming up after the top of the hour. What's going on, CJ? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? I just got a quick one for you on that. Um, I think the main reason why uh, Brock gets a lot of hate is because I think win or loss, he's always the main focus of discussion. Even if there's big plays by other players, like, for example, against the Packers, Greenlaw had a great interception and um, Jennings with that catch, and he's still the main focus of the He's the one that got the job done because he let us down the field at the end of the game, sure. But there was also many other factors in that game. And the other uh, thing I want to touch up on is obviously if you put any quarterback in this system with these players, it'll be almost impossible for them not to succeed with Kyle Shanahan. So I think Brock is, is a decent quarterback. A lot of our fans just want him to be like a Joe Montana or Steve Young. But, you know, we just got to chill. He's good and He's all right, decent, and that's all I got. Thank you, CJ. I appreciate the call. And uh, you can't be Joe or Steve until you stack seasons and stack titles. So for right now, be Brock, win on Sunday, and then we'll see what happens in Vegas, and we'll see if you can join the pantheon of quarterbacks. Only 34 quarterbacks have ever won a Super Bowl. Or you could see if you could join Dibs in his Airbnb. That's possible. That would be inspiration I for got me, room. Dude. He'll probably be staying with his parents. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.